This is Following Jesus into a World in Crisis. I'm Andrew, and together we are exploring how we live as wise and loving neighbors in the wake of COVID-19. Now, we haven't experienced anything quite like this before, but we believe that we can find hope and peace by turning to Jesus. And with his help, we can make peace in a fearful world. Let's get into today's podcast. Hey everyone, just want to say welcome to another episode of Following Jesus into a World in Crisis. I'm really excited for today's conversation. Hope you're safe, hope you're well, hope you are self-quarantining and uh, taking good care of yourselves. Um, But um, today is going to be a really great conversation. How do we talk to our kids about coronavirus? How do we work through fear and anxiety with our young kids? So I have joining with me a couple of people from our team who you know well, Brooke and Brittany. Hey, you guys. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Well, first off, man, we normally see each other all day long, every single day, and we haven't really spent a whole lot of time lately. <laughs> a week. Yeah, a whole week. It has week. been a while. Yeah. How are you guys doing? I'm glad to be out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like, I think I said this on some other episode, it's just like this season's just nuts. So It's like, crazy. So then all of a sudden you move from... Uh, you know, everything being face to face, which I personally, I like people. Some yeah. people don't like people. That's okay. Whatever your prerogative is. Yeah. This is, I, I was talking to someone the other day, like this coronavirus is an introvert's dream. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You get to clear your calendar and be alone all the time. Yeah. The fives uh, in my life on the Enneagram are having. They're just the, loving it. Yeah. They're, they're loving, loving life. So I think, yeah, it's an introvert's dream. Um, But yeah. So all of a sudden, just the amount of emails and text messages and Marco Polos and every other digital medium that could exist. Like, yeah. Are, there's all of these like pings and conversations and meetings and yeah. and it's fun but it's it's uh, an adjustment to get used to so I've missed you guys in person it's great I to know. see you I know I've I, we're you not, I don't know if we're six feet apart but we're at least my, one of my child Arms sizes length. apart yeah, <laughs> yeah well um, four feet almost. I have I, because I love you guys I've been disinfecting this conference room like four times a day it smells Thank disinfected you. yeah and uh, we've got essential oils and Purell we should be good <laughs> yeah so Brittany what about you how are you yeah yeah no I was saying I didn't realize how much I needed this time because mm-hmm. I'm I think I've done one of those personality things before so it's like 51 extrovert 41 or 49 yeah um <clears throat> introvert and so i've enjoyed it i've been doing web phone calls yeah. with yoga pants on bottom and a nice <laughs> shirt on top <laughs> nice and That's a just great idea. yeah using new platforms and carving out more time yeah. um and the girls have loved seeing actually i've really liked them being a part of the prayer oh yeah zoom yes. video calls yeah because they're yeah. sitting and listening That's and great. seeing faces and kind of seeing because they don't get to join us for contending awakening and centering prayer yeah, yeah. so yeah. they've gotten to hear how it goes and they've I mean, they've been singing along and praying with us, so it's been fun. That's great. Well, yeah, yeah and if you, do, if you don't know what Brittany's talking about, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have an hour of prayer that we're doing over Zoom now. So you can um, check out the website, also Instagram, to get details and links on that so you can join us for prayer. It's been great. Um, Brittany, you're in this unique category uh, that I'm sure that a lot of our other listeners and people part of our church are, where you are a working mom. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you're at home with your kiddos and then there's all kinds of things with the church that are rapidly changing. How have you been like balancing it all? Yeah, well, luckily 
I don't know if it would be better to have toddlers or children who need also need schooling. So at first it was two weeks and it's like, okay, that's manageable. And then I got pushed to six weeks of no school. Yeah. So um, Lola's nine, Ruby's six. They are learning. I've just, I'm teaching them how to use measuring spoons. So yeah, yesterday yeah, they yeah. made muffins start to finish. So that was really good. That's so, that's so much, it's such a better way to use math. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, and yeah. telling so time. Yeah. So we've been doing a schedule. Yeah. Uh, so it's like okay from 2 to 2 15 it's this so lola's looking at the clock and really reminding herself how to tell time yeah, and yeah um but also it's been good to talk about priorities like hey mm-hmm. you guys i do still have to get stuff done for mm-hmm. for church which is work which yeah. is also you know um and then so carving out time like for them to look forward to you know at, right. even if it's like at two o'clock you There's get free time yeah. and that's when we're going to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. when, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting balance because also Jeremy is out there. Right. Yeah. Patrolling. So yeah, for, for those who don't know, tell us, tell us who Jeremy is. We know we love him <laughs> and we're terrified of him all at the same time. Oh, <laughs> I love you, Jeremy. Uh, yeah. Tell us who Jeremy is. Yeah. He's my gentle giant. He's my husband of 12 years. We just celebrated yes. 12 years. Yeah. yeah. So he's been to police officer with, six other people in our community group so um they're out there patrolling yeah differently too so that's been really interesting um yeah what does that mean differently like i'd be curious yeah so just they're they the city of bend loves working with community they love being a part of the community but they are just not doing that as much right now not as much earmuffs everyone so keep driving the speed limit <laughs> but they're just not out there as much because they need to stay protected because totally. if you know like the medical staff nursing yeah and police that is and so fire. funny the other day i was driving i was like there's nobody on the road <laughs> and i haven't seen cops for for like the last three or four days that's so yeah. funny i literally noticed that the other day the, yeah, yeah i'm sure that um are the men in our community who are police officers want us to know that they are still patrolling they and are. doing a fantastic job yeah. and um just being available for calls and all of that so thank you to jeremy thank you to jake and all of the other guys uh yes, ryan i'm thinking about oh, there's so many of you who are um like first responders on the scene um, and so we love you guys and we thank you. And Brittany, to your guys' credit, you and Jeremy have done such an amazing job with Lola and Ruby. They're, um, they're both wonderful, beautiful girls and they're just like really amazing. They've got a lot of uh, character. They're surprisingly well-adjusted for the age that they are and they love Jesus. Yes. So, um, so anyways, that's what we wanna have this conversation today. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of things that we could talk about. In fact, I think we're gonna do a couple of conversations on how do we help our kids through this time. But specifically what I want to talk about today is how do we have conversations with our kids about mm. coronavirus? And and maybe even broader than that, how do we help our kids sort of work through their fears and anxiety? So um, I want to frame this conversation like this is actually a great opportunity. Of course, there this epidemic is um, causing all kinds of fear. Of course, there's risk, and we need to protect our kids as best as as, as possible. Mm-hmm. But this is also a great opportunity for our kids to grow in times of crisis, to to grow resilient, to be strong, to know how to handle themselves. But more than that, what it looks like to trust Jesus mm-hmm. in times of uncertainty. Yeah. So this is a discipleship opportunity for us as parents and. Many of us have way more time with the kids than we normally do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, really freeform conversation. But um, let's let's get right into it. 
Um, how do we need to have these conversations with our kids? First of all, um, the first thing that comes to my mind, I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on this, is that we need to be honest and direct with them in an age-appropriate yeah. way. We don't want to like overshare necessarily because there's so much information on the internet. Some of it's fake news, some of it's misinformation, some of it's real. We don't necessarily want to share with our young kids yeah. things that maybe their little hearts can't contain, but we want to yeah. be honest and direct with them. So how have those conversations gone for you guys with your kids? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing only because I think it's so, it's so easy to instill fear into kids oh, yeah. and unintentionally. And I think just by even, uh, what I've seen personally, I can just say from my own experience, uh, we even limit how we talk about all of this, even in front of our kids. Mm -hmm. So Elizabeth and I are honest about and my wife, Elizabeth, for those who know, uh, we have four kids, uh, 11 down to two. And, you know, we, they're all in all different stages. Duke, our oldest, can handle some of it, and we can go through it. But Scarlett, our second one, she's more, mm -hmm. um, she would be more prone to, to fear and anxiety around sure, these things. Sure. And so we, we honestly have to be really strategic with how much we share. And I think the being honest piece is huge because I, I know the temptation um, as someone who loves to reframe everything mm -hmm. to the positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would it'd be great. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Nobody's going to get hurt. Even if you get it, you're going to be okay. And that's the temptation. Um, we don't do that, but that is absolutely the temptation to just kind of sure. soften the whole thing. Sure. And I think there's such a win with being honest about what we know and honest about what we don't know. And yeah. it, it actually helps our kids trust us more right. when we're actually honest about that. So, um, I yeah, I've, I think it is not only so important, but I've seen so much fruit because it builds this greater trust of, right. around other topics. Right. Um, so that's what I've seen. But I'd be yeah. curious, Brittany, for you, how has that been? playing out yeah so lola's in third grade ruby's in kindergarten and since lola went to kindergarten in public school which the school system here in bend is so great so we're really grateful for it but from the beginning we've told lola hey you're gonna hear things at school mm -hmm. you're gonna learn things in a different way and you're probably gonna have questions because it's not exactly how we talk about it at home so always mm. just come to us with questions and let's talk about what the Bible says about it. Yeah, you know? that's so good. Um, so we're trying to instill that now with coronavirus coming out. I honestly didn't think a whole lot about it when it was because we don't have cable. I mean, we sure. we can selectively <laughs> yep. choose to click on a story or right. go mm -hmm. after something, right. which is kind of right. good and kind of bad because I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit behind sure. on what I need to know. Yeah. But um, this has been an opportunity for us to just inform ourselves. Yeah. Jeremy's been really, really good at leading our family and mm. the right um, information to share right. and how we share that, like sure. you were saying, Brooke, in front sure. of the girls. Yes. There's conversations where it's like, yeah, let's talk about this later, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, because Lola tends to just really get riled mm -hmm. up. And so mm -hmm. I was anticipating that yeah. the yeah. week leading up to this closure yeah like i said okay babe we got to be ready because when lola comes home she, it's gonna be like and then this and then and she's yeah. gonna be really worried and we just keep reminding him hey like we always wash our hands and yeah. take off our shoes when yes. we inside. so yeah. we're gonna keep doing that yeah and then but here's a really cool special way to wash yeah. your hands under yeah. your fingernails like yeah and so teaching them that's like, a great idea give them like a hey this is a really this is how the cool kids wash their hands <laughs> well, this like yeah. fake yeah. business we, yeah and they've been really good like their poor hands are cracked yeah they wash their hands so, much. so i think um that's so funny yeah so similar 
Yeah, no, that's so good. So um, if I can distill down what some of you guys have, have said already, that um, that we are wanting to make age have age-appropriate conversations, but then also how you have these conversations is really important. So what you say is important, how you say it is important. I know that with my kid, I, I know your guys' kids well. Like I know Scarlett, I know Lola and Ruby. Isabel, my daughter, yep. is really intuitive. So she can sense feelings yeah. and emotions like her mom like she's a lot like grace and it's a beautiful beautiful thing but if i come to her and i am um and i myself am anxious or i'm worried she can sense that and yeah. so um what i'm what i'm hearing you guys say is with being honest and direct actually taking the time to be really empathetic towards them. Yeah. I think making uh, good eye contact. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I have this chair that I sit in to read my Bible in the mornings and I ask Isabel to come sit on my lap and we'll have face-to-face -face conversations and, we're, and we are talking honestly and directly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But just that posture change, that atmosphere change, I think makes a big difference. Yeah. So I think... Um, as a part of being honest and direct, we need to be really present, focus on being present to our kids. Yeah. And I know this is a simple observation, but we can be so oh, tied into our phones. Oh, yeah. We can have things going on in the yes. background. Um, so our kids aren't necessarily getting the best of our attention. Well, now yeah. they're linked to work, right? Yeah. Now, now all of a sudden our digital uh, need, it's not even like a, oh, we're just wasting time. It's like now yeah. this is like the primary tools that we have to yeah. do the jobs that we have to right. keep living going. You know, right. so yeah. it's an interesting balance because right. even our kids made a comment the other day about that, like, kind of wish you guys didn't have your phones. And I was like, oh, why? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, because you, you guys have to be on them because of work and, you, mm -hmm. you know, we can't be as present. So we're trying to figure that out and go, okay, like, well, we have to help them know we're going to be distracted a little bit. But I absolutely like understand being present to them, but trying to put it in little chunks. Like, yeah. I, you know, like this is a work time. That yeah. means yeah. my attention is not going to be totally a hundred percent to you. Yeah. And we love you and you're, you're amazing, but we're going to just take a moment to breathe. So, right. And in the tone of the home, you, you were saying this, Andrew, and this is kind of the thing is what your kids will remember about this is how yeah. the family mm -hmm. home felt. They're right. not going to remember, uh, all the details around it, but they're going to be watching you and learning from you and seeing how you respond yeah. as a family. And that's what they're going to remember. Was it yeah. chaotic in your home or was it calm? Uh, was Were mom and dad just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I knew something was going on, but I didn't know how crazy it was, right? Yeah. And I think there's a certain level of, that's a win. If your kids right. don't know how crazy it is right now, I think that's a win to an extent. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And that's why I think... Um, you know, in our home, we've been having these conversations where we will sit down with Isabel and we will concretely explain what's happening. Yeah, there is yeah. this pandemic. It's never happened before in my lifetime. So this is yeah, a unique old, thing. Yeah, you're exactly. really old. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Even grandpas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and we we've talked about that too. Like even Papa, who my 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 dad, yeah. who's turning seventy next year, he's yes. never really experienced anything quite like this before. Absolutely. And so we're having to stay at home, mm -hmm. so we're not spreading the virus, but we're going to stay safe by washing our hands really well, giving her concrete things that yes. she can do. I know these are the conversations that everyone's having, but right. again, it's not just the things that we're saying, but it's the tone in which we're saying it, and um, whether or not we're giving our kids our best yes. attention. Best eye contact, being empathetic. Yeah. And then we can be picking up on the nonverbal cues, which is what we're going to get into next. Picking up on the nonverbal cues that our kids are giving us, um, how they're experiencing mm -hmm. this, yeah. right? So, um, so I think um, w one of the ways that we can give our kids freedom to 
to actually talk about the, the how they're feeling um, is to be transparent. So being direct is one thing, but also being transparent about how we're experiencing mm-hmm. coronavirus. Yeah. I think, um, again, our kids are intuitive. I know Lola and Ruby. I mean, Lola, she's, you say she's in third grade. She could easily be 15. When you talk to her, <laughs> yep. she is um, yeah. uh, always been super crazy sharp. And um, that's one of the things we love about her. Um, but because our kids are, are so intuitive, they can see when we have anxious thoughts and when we're worried when we're concerned when something's not right and so being transparent about that again in an age-appropriate way i think is important so are you guys with me on that and if so like how how has that kind of worked itself out in your guys's family dynamic this week yeah for us i mean i remember something my parents said growing up is if i'm do i look worried no well if i'm not worried then you shouldn't be worried yeah 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 but (laughs) there was a moment with the girls like two weeks ago and Jeremy was working and he texted me and, and confirmed like they had the first confirmed case here. Yeah, in the sure. And I was standing in the shoe aisle at Goodwill. That's a <laughs> great place to like, be. Oh my gosh. And my gasp was quiet. I thought, but Lola was like, what's, what's wrong mom. She and so knew. I was like, we have to yeah. get out of here. Yeah. And then <clears throat> it was just being mindful about like what was going on. Sure. But I just, I, we got in the car and I said, you guys, it's just, it's here. Not like it's here. Yeah. It felt like a black cloud. So I kind of had to take it back a little bit mm-hmm. and just remind them when we got home, like, Hey, my mm-hmm. job in this is to keep you informed and mm-hmm. let you know what's going on so that you're comfortable. Your job again is to just keep living, like keep washing your hands. Mm-hmm. Like we all get to do this together and yeah. we have a responsibility to Grammy and Ba mm-hmm. because Ba could like, this would not be good for him. So while you'll be okay, and I just keep reassuring her, you know, you'll be okay. But there's other people that we need to think of and care for. And this is how we can do that. Yeah. So I think giving her, sorry. Oh no, no, you can't. (laughs) I think giving her like a tangible job, Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is what I can do is, what helps her lead Ruby too? Yeah, in Ruby's peace of mind because yeah. she's Lola's the big sister. Sure. And then also she's like, if I wash my hands and this, I can contribute mm, to what's yeah. going on, and right. she doesn't feel helpless. I sure. Think yeah. Feeling helpless. Yeah. Is yeah. not social. Well, yeah. Uh, social distancing, mm-hmm. like you're talking about, is actually a form of social justice right now. Yeah. And I think that's the reminder is that we're not doing this. It's all, it's the most loving thing we can do is, is doing what you're talking about and teaching our kids mm-hmm. that this is actually, this is the Jesus way. Yeah. Like staying at home right now is actually the most Jesus thing we can do. To uh, care for, for to the care vulnerable for, people in our people. Yes, exactly. exactly. So yeah. I think that's amazing. I was also observation of what you said. I'm sure you, because our, because Jeremy's on the front lines of everything, mm-hmm. you're aware of stuff that happens, that's happening here in real time more than any of right. us do. You know, we're, yeah. we're relying right. on news feeds or different moments of right. uh, out, different outlets. And then all of a sudden you, you'll know stuff before anyone mm-hmm. else does because of uh, what your husband does, which is interesting. Mm. And then another observation, which is not serious at all, but I found out this crazy fact from my daughter the other day, she's talking <laughs> about being at home and learning stuff. Yeah. She tells me, she's like, dad, do you know why all value villages and goodwill smell the same and i said no why it's, it's because of dead skin <laughs> oh, all the dead I skin on the clothes i'm like yeah <laughs> I, i'm sure she did i was like and and not only was i immediately like blown away at that fact because it was legit and grossed out by that but i couldn't believe i was like i'm never i don't even want to touch stuff there again yeah. now, like i need to immediately wash everything <laughs> anyway that's those were yeah. serious and non-serious from your <laughs> comment yeah 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 
so um so thank you guys so much for that i think um we're circling this this idea that i think is super important that we want to create an atmosphere with our kids um so that they feel safe to express their real emotions yeah Mm -hmm. and i know that there's this tendency that i have um as a as a man but then also as uh isabel's dad and also just sort of like a pastor at heart. Like I wanna fix problems. And so the moment that one of my family members mentions something that's going on with them, I go immediately into this mode of of wanting to fix the situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that in a lot of ways, I've actually seen that how that shuts down my daughter, shuts down Isabel. Um, And so what I've been learning throughout this process is actually how do I make an atmosphere and a safe space for Isabel to where she feels like she can express her emotions and even start to name those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel worried. I feel scared. I feel afraid. Um, and then, like, me asking more questions about that. Um, and and um, our kids, remember, our kids are less developed as than we are as adults, hopefully. Let's hope. Uh, and so what that means is they're learning to put words to how they're feeling. Um, and depending on how your how old your kids are, they may be like somewhere along that process. But yeah. our kids need to, if they're going to come, go to the Lord with their feelings, their negative emotions, and have Him sort of help them sort that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to need to learn how to name these feelings, and we need to create a space for that. Yeah. So. Uh, like for example, not shutting not shutting them down immediately, not shaming them for being uh, having negative emotions. Also, just being patient with them in their emotions and yeah. asking good questions to help draw it out of them. I think all of those things really help our kids sort of process these things. Again, because once we're able to name these negative emotions, we can take them to the Lord in yeah. prayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, creating space, I think, is the biggest. Yeah, what you're saying there. So, so agree. Love it. Yeah. So um, once we get our kids talking about our negative, their negative emotions, um, then then how do we respond to that? Okay. So now um, they're able to let's let's say you're having a conversation with your kids and they're able to name the things that they're feeling. Um, let's say it's worry. Let's say it's anxiety. Let's say it's just being like I feel pent up in this house and I don't have anywhere to go. Um, then how do we how do we uh, work through this with our kids? Mm, yeah, I think a lot of questions. The first thing that comes to my mind is with our kids, we ask a lot of questions right. um, because I think it's a discovery process. It's kind of like peeling back the, back the layers of what's really going on because a lot of their outward uh, actions don't often actually, uh, they're not always true of what's really going on inside. So it's always a discovery process. But yeah. once we start uncovering that, and we've been doing this for years now, similar to both of you guys, it's amazing now to see that process done over years to where they can start naming emotions to a a Mm -hmm. very scary level to where you're like oh they know exactly how Mm -hmm. they feel about this yeah and they're able to tell me Mm -hmm. and they're able to say it in a way that's like respectful but direct and like right to the heart so i think um yeah i think a lot of questions we just ask them questions how are you feeling what about this and um and discovering giving them space to ask any question i think one of the things we say too is um, we encourage our kids, obviously, with lo- like it's it's easy for kids to unintentionally be dishonest in this space. Mm-hmm. Like they're not gonna, they don't want to tell you how they're really feeling, or they're embarrassed, or maybe they don't know. But for we just kind of try to take all the layers down and just say, hey, listen, whatever you tell us is not gonna cause us to love you any less. You're not gonna get in trouble, you know, like because sometimes I, 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 what we've 
realize is that there's these moments where kids are like sometimes fearful to respond and let you know how they feel because of what that might cause in you, disappointment or frustration or worry in you. They're being considerate. So we just try to take all that off the table. Like you can share anything here. And that's been a helpful tool for us. You know, just given our context, that's been really helpful in our situation. Asking lots of questions, giving space. Yeah, I was, while you were talking, I was thinking about certain situations. And for us, I found when we meet the girls where they're at and where they flourish Mm. is where they open up the most. And for that, it would be like Lola loves cooking. Yes. So if I invite her into the kitchen with me. That's great. And we're working alongside what starts out as like, her frustrated and cutting mm-hmm. carrots. I'm like, hey, I noticed that you're frustrated. Are you first of all be careful with the yeah. knife? <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> right, but then she'll be like, yeah, I just and she'll lay it out. Mm, um, that's great. And I know, and I've learned through her. I've learned so much about myself through her <laughs> about how I respond. Wow. And she'll say, yeah, but mom, you're just gonna say, oh, Lola, stop worrying about it. Yeah. And I cannot do that, <laughs> and I am guilty of that. Sure. As a parent, oh, you're like, yep. I'm not worried, so you shouldn't be worried. But yeah. It's okay for her to worry. Totally. Or if I have different, they'll be, why are you upset, mom? There's other things. There's other feelings besides upset. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated because of this, or I'm, I'm anxious because I need some time away. I don't know. So yeah, yeah. I think working through our own um, emotions in front mm-hmm. of them helps them name their emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and for Ruby, her best way to communicate is when she's sitting in the bathtub and yeah. I just sit with her. Oh, that's And I found the, the not great time yeah. that I can't give them all of me sure. is when sure. I'm driving and sure. we're stuck in the car together. And yeah. it's, but yeah. I, and I tell them like, Hey, I want to give you all of my attention yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But can we talk about it at home? Cause right yeah, now I'm great. just yes. making sure you get home safe and yes. it's icy out and they yeah. know to not have serious conversations yeah. with me when I'm driving because yeah. for whatever reason yeah. it needs to You're be trying quiet. You're trying to keep everyone alive. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That's that's so helpful. And by the way, I so appreciate your um, just transparency and then also just your self-awareness that you're learning these things. A lot of this is a uncharted territory for a lot of us, this uh, coronavirus yeah. pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's bringing a lot of these things to the surface. Again, I think this is an important moment for our growth as as leaders and as parents, but then also for our, our families and our yeah, kids. Huge. So uh, a couple of things that I would say, um, again, um, we see this as your opportunity, mom and dad, to um, coach your kids, disciple your kids in the ways of Jesus, right? So this is a really instructive time. And um, if you're not familiar with Mark Sayer's book, um, Reappearing Church, I highly recommend that you pick it up. He's got this major premise in it that we can um, be a healing agent in an anxious system when we are a non-anxious presence within it. And that's kind of what you were talking about a little bit, um, Brittany, just about how um, you notice that you're sort of mirroring some of the emotions that your kids have. So there comes a point where you're transparent with your kids, you're direct with your kids, you're honest with your kids, and then you need to to stop, rise above that situation with the Lord's help and help move your kids through their anxiety and fear to a place of healing and peace. Mm -hmm. And so the concrete thing that I encourage all of you to do is when you're having these conversations with your kids and you are asking them questions and uncovering their emotions like Brooke and Brittany have been talking about, is go find your child's Bible, Mm -hmm. open it up to a verse that speaks to how they're feeling and speak the truth over them. Mm. 
And that's just, um, I, I think we can underestimate the power of what God's word has to say in our situation. I know this might actually even be sounding a little bit cliche to some of us, but we need to speak the truth over our kids. Absolutely. And I've seen it happen so many times with Isabel, where she will actually thank me afterwards mm-hmm. and say, thank you, daddy. I needed to hear that. And she's, you know, she just turned eight, but this is something that she is discovering is very real for her. So we say, mm. we validate the emotion. I understand that you're feeling that way that's Mm. okay did you know that god wants to help you with that let me show you how he wants to help you so what are some scriptures that you you guys find helpful um, in these kinds of conversations especially as it relates to um, fear anxiety really quick on the point that you were just making i also think for me it's been good to show them that i don't always have the answers that i will always Jeremy and I will always help them find it. Yes. There's a book too that we, I refer to all the time and it's called, if I could ask God anything, Mm -hmm. have you heard it? Yeah. So, uh, and even I will sit there and read through it and be like, wow, I totally wouldn't have answered that way. But I'm, that gives me like a tool in my toolbox to answer, you know, certain things. So anyways, scripture, go for it. Oh, I, yeah. A scripture that comes to mind is uh, James four. Yeah. Um, through this time, it's just talking about the dailiness of this all. And I think it's been really helpful for uh, me personally, but also those who I talk to who worry about, is this going to be going into the summer and the fall and all the, all the what ifs. And really like it is a one day at a time. The scriptures give us just so much clarity. This is not a, uh, this is not an overall, you know, we're not trying to take the whole thing. We're just trying to take each moment at a time. But that verse, James 4, 13 says, come now you who say, Today or tomorrow, we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. I think we all do that. Like, hey, I'm going to move there. I'm going to make money. People, a lot of people in Bend, they moved here because they're like, I'm going to go to such and such a city and just make some cash and live in a beautiful place, right? Then verse 14 says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are in the midst, uh, you are a mist, excuse me, that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Mm. Um, it just helps me remember. I always think there's all these different polls out, too, about people that think they have a certain amount of control. We really do not have a lot of control mm-hmm. over our life. That's mm-hmm. true. But there's this false sense of security that culture and things like a secure job or um, a different outlets that you have and opportunities we have in our current culture that create this idea that we have a sense of security that we don't. And so I think even walking our kids through this, like, mm-hmm. hey, kids, th- like this is a great example of each day is one day at a time and each day is the Lord's and we submit to it. And we we're a family that says, Hey Lord, what do you want us to do today? And today that might be stay at home. Like mm-hmm. the most loving thing we can do is be home today, be a family, be strategic about it. But I just, it helps me with a, a handful of things to be present in the day, to remember who's really in charge mm-hmm. that God is, we aren't right. And to just help our kids stay in that space that we're long for the ride as well. Mm-hmm. And we are, you know, we have trust in Jesus who has us and mm-hmm. is caring for us and all that. You, what, that scripture always makes me think of your father-in-law. Oh yeah. Phil, um, uh, who is also my number one mentor in life right yeah, now. This is his phrase. <clears throat> Every if time the Lord will, he, or it's, it's even changed now. Cause he's almost 70. It's if I'm alive, you know, if the Lord <laughs> wills and if I'm not dead, you know, you're like, yeah. 
Well, we're it's tomorrow, so I mean, yeah. can we at least assume that you're going to be at the meeting tomorrow? I assume you're going to be alive. You don't have any underlying health issues. <laughs> uh, you're not driving anywhere that I know about, so maybe you know the, the chances are you'll be alive. So, it's yeah. so endearing. I love it him so much, it's and so it's endearing. really a lot of biblical wisdom there. Just to say, yeah, we everything we have, every beat of our heart, yes. every breath of our lungs is. Uh, like at the 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 grace and the mercy of God, it is. and um, like I want our kids, I want my Isabel, my Judah, to understand that and to know that. Uh, another scripture that I found to be super super helpful is uh, Philippians chapter four. Oh yeah. And of course, this is good for all of us, um, but for our kids in particular, our kids can get their heads around this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, mm. will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So um, a little bit of Bible nerd stuff here is like the way that we read this is there, if we do this, then God will reward us here. So the thought is, if we take our anxiety and we take the things that we're wrestling through, and in each of those situations with prayer and thanksgiving... So the idea is like, God, thank you. The scripture talks about thanking God for every moment, every day, and and actually thanking him for hard situations. Mm -hmm. But so in these situations, we actually thank him, not that he's doing it to us, but that we thank him for the opportunity to grow. And then we ask him, we say in plain English, in the, in the, in the language that your kids use, God, I need your help. I'm feeling anxious right now. Mm -hmm. And you said that you would give me your peace. So would you please give me your peace right now? Yeah. And what's amazing is that when we walk into this with our kids and step into this with our kids, it like, guess what? God's promise is true. It's just it's like we totally always say is. his yep. promise is true. So here's the challenge for you as a parent. Like you are the spiritual leader of your home, of your family. So take the opportunity to like be in the scriptures yourself, be a lifelong learner. Make sure you're you're like searching the scriptures and yeah. discovering um, the the scriptures that are going to be helpful for your kid, your kid or your kids in the, these moments. And make sure that you are opening up the Bible. You're showing it to your kids, and you're teaching them not only the truth. You're speaking that truth over them. So make sure you're doing that very deliberately. But you're also showing them for their future. How do I walk through challenging situations? Well, I go to the scriptures and I mm -hmm. ask for God's help. Yeah. And so we're we're teaching them the truth. We're also showing them how to deal with it. So mm -hmm. that by the time that Lola's 18, Isabel's 18, Duke is moving out of the house and wow. going off to college here in about a decade or less than that now, that um, that he knows that when he's going through a difficult time in life, he knows where to go. I'm going to open the scripture. Yep. I'm going to speak the truth over myself, and I'm going to ask for God's help. Yes, that is so beautiful. There's an artist, John Belosh. I don't know if I said it right, but he's seeing scripture. And so oh, yeah. we have that on. So the girls are singing straight from the Bible and I'll have them open it to the verse that he's singing. And Is this on like, your Pandora playlist? <laughs> no, it's on Apple Music. Oh, sorry. My Come bad. on. Apple Music. I just was asking. Do I don't, John I don't Bush. know. I think you had Pandora for a while. Am I wrong? No, I still have it. See, I told you, I knew it. <laughs> but I, I like just to pick out what, what I want now. Got yeah. it. Apple Music. I'm, so John Belosh, she sings scripture. He sings through Matthew, Psalms, everything. So that's amazing. I think Psalm 23. Oh, is, love that. Yeah. Oh, it's one of our favorites. Yes. And he sings it, and I couldn't mm. help but think about it at mm -hmm. our contending prayer on Tuesday. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to sing it. And for us, 
Oh, go ahead. Andrew. Oh, no, no, not at all. Please continue. Um, I mean, You're going to sing it now? <laughs> I would love it. Well, I would, there's a microphone. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's a microphone in, in time. <laughs> just a quick one that came to mind today, too, is just Colossians 15. So yeah. let, because we've just talked about peace, like a, yeah. the peace, you know, and it's like such a breath of relief when you even say the word peace. So mm. um, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since... As members of bo- of one body, you were called to peace and be mm. thankful. And then also the classic that we've been talking about is the Matthew mm-hmm. six twenty six. Look at yeah. the birds of the air; they do not so. So we live in the woods, and we were on a walk the other day, and there was just crunch under the snow and gravel, and the birds were singing. And the girls pointed out to me, "Mom, listen to the birds," and it was really audible. Mm. And for a freezing cold day, mm-hmm. and they made the connection like remember that bible verse like listen to them they're they sound so happy with everything that's Mm -hmm. going on in the world and god cares for them Mm -hmm. and if that's what (laughs) they take away from that walk to the mailbox Mm -hmm. and they are like pointing out that um i don't know situation or whatever Mm -hmm. and applying it in that way then my job is is going well (laughs) that's so great no i love i love that you told me that story earlier this week it's just so powerful to see how the pictures of scripture are coming to real life in the lives of your kids. So um, the last thing that I would say before we're done is that we need to learn this phrase that we need to pray with our kids. So I wanna I wanna teach you guys just um, how how you do this, how you pray with your kids. So I this is a phrase that I uh, use routinely with Isabel. I am gonna pray this over you. So we'll t- I'll speak the truth over her, and then I'm gonna say I'm gonna pray this over you. So I want you to learn that phrase. Like I'm gonna pray this over you right now. Sometimes your kids aren't really excited about prayer, or maybe like like really want to do it. But if you just like take, if you are assertive and you take it forward and you say, you know what, I'm going to pray this over you right now, then um, what I've found, at least with my kids, is that they are open to being prayed for. And oftentimes it leads them to a place where they're ready to pray. Mm -hmm. So so again, uh, be direct, be honest. Um, but but be transparent. So when you pour your hearts out to your kids, like through prayer, and you're speaking the truth over them, um, they they actually they feel the love that you have for them. And that's the thing that I've really noticed. That when we get done with a time of prayer, almost always my daughter Isabel will thank me for that and say, "Daddy, I feel so much better. Thank you." Um, and so um, learning to pray with your kids, I know that takes. Um, some boldness. It takes some courage. Sometimes we don't know how to do Mm. it, but it's just everyday language. Um, The things that we know to be true about Jesus, we just speak them over our kids in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that, you guys? Oh, just the last one. Change the subject and do something fun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Totally. I think that's really important. I think sometimes it's knowing like this is a big, heavy time. Uh, Having a balance to know like, hey, guys, this is um, all intense and serious, but we're a family. We're going to have fun. Fun can look like a board game. It could look like last night. Fun for us was like, hey, uh, do you guys remember that really old uh, Disney movie, Swiss Family Robinson? Let's like watch a really old Disney movie together. And it was just really, it was just fun. It was nostalgic. It was also like getting to introduce the kids to that. And and it was, it wasn't anything crazy, uh, but it was just the right amount of take your mind off of stuff going on, laugh about some stuff together, hang out, cuddle up together. It was great. We had a great time. So I think that's a really important, know, know the wisdom, have the wisdom, pray mm-hmm. for the wisdom to know when to just stop sitting in the heaviness of all of this because we have hope. We actually right. really have hope, which is great. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. We need to, um, we need to like know what our kids limits are. Yeah. So we press into f- to fear. We're not going to slay fear forever for all time with our mm. kids in one conversation. So we have, we speak the truth, we pray over them, we be direct and honest and then change the subject. Cause yeah. we have a lot of hope. And, um, yeah, that's, I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much. Bro. I think, I think you wrote it. I was just reading what you wrote and I, yeah. and I actually so agree with it. I had to say it. <laughs> so agree. That's great. Any final thoughts, Brittany? Um, I think I'm most thankful for this opportunity for Jeremy and I to lead the girls well. Yes. And I'm thankful that they get to see what goes into Riverbend, too. Mm-hmm. They know, yeah. like, oh, my mom works at a church, but I love that they mm-hmm. get to see the heart behind it. Yeah. And that um, church isn't just on a Sunday and we have to mm. get there at six and mm-hmm. set up chairs. Like, yeah. yes, that's part of it. Yeah. But how we function as a family is church. Yes. Um, yeah. I have lots of thoughts, but yeah. that's one. <laughs> well, we need to keep this conversation going. Cause yeah. we didn't even talk about like, how do we do homeschool with kids? How do we exercise yes. patience? Um, like all of these things that we really need to talk about. Um, I'll leave you with one last idea. Um, uh, when in doubt, point your kids to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I know that for me as yes. a dad, um, I'm a pastor. I do a lot of this stuff every day, but I feel like a lot of times I still don't know what to do, but when in doubt, just yeah. take them yep. to Jesus. Yes. Um, uh, the, and then um, finally, um, Brooke, you and Elizabeth with uh, your your in-laws, Phil and Diane, yep. lead a ministry called Intentional Parents. Yep. And you guys are going much deeper into a lot of these things. So yeah. really, this yep. is just an introductory conversation. Mm-hmm. So how can people get connected to what's happening with Intentional Parents? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. A couple of ways. We have... Our, our podcast is the Intentional Parents Podcast. You can check that out on all major platforms. Uh, we're going to be coming out with a series, like six or seven different episodes of kind of going into depth with all of these things uh, with different people, uh, different levels of uh, expertise, Phil and Diane, their wisdom, their experience. Um, and then uh, other ways we're going to put out some resources on if you do find yourself all of a sudden as a parent who never wanted to homeschool, but you are now homeschooling your kids, not only like our favorite resources that we've come across that we've liked, but also uh, maybe some healthy perspective in this season, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to not try to just even mimic, you know, the school system at home that doesn't really work. You know, there's a lot of different uh, pieces of wisdom that others much smarter than us, we'd love to just pass along. So um, another way it would be to jump on Instagram at intentional underscore parents. And we're always kind of throwing different things up there, whether that be encouraging uh, reminders, but also some of the resources will live there as well. So if you're looking for some of the documents of like, hey, who are the best resources around uh, different topics we mentioned, that's, that's where they'll live or our website, intentionalparents.org. So uh, those are some ways to stay connected and we'd love to have you along for the journey. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah, thank Thank you. you. Let's end with a short prayer. Father, we know that we need you. Uh, We know that we need your wisdom for leading our kids well in this time. And so we just come to you as normal, everyday people who really rely on you. Your promise is that you're going to send us your spirit. Uh, Your your promise is that you're going to send us uh, your wisdom and you're going to send us your peace. So we, we rely on that now and we just ask that you would fill us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.